So my topic for this week is a House resolution that was just passed in response to co comments that were made by Pramila Jayapal, who said that Israel is a racist state. Uh, she said, I want you to know that we have been fighting to make it clear that Israel is a racist state, that the Palestinian people deserve self-determination and autonomy, that the dream of a two-state solution is slipping away from us, that it does not even feel possible. Very, very truthful statement, um, which she made and then immediately received so much backlash, largely from the Republican Party, but across the board. Um, this this vote went up and and people were voting on basically a resolution that said, first, the state of Israel is not a racist or apartheid state. Second, Congress rejects all forms of anti-Semitism and xenophobia. And third, the United States will always be a staunch supporter and par and partner of Israel. So basically, uh, the House passed this resolution 412 to 9. Um, there were, and even Jayapal voted for it in the end, which blows my mind. I'm, I'm assuming that the Israeli lobby or whatever connections, they reached out to her after her comments, put so much pressure on her and potentially even threatened her job. You know, <laughs> they have so much power and influence. Um, so so she she reneged on basically what she said to a certain degree. And she said, I do not believe the idea of Israel as a nation is racist. I do, however, believe that Net Netanyahu's extreme right-wing government has engaged in discriminatory and outright racist policies and that there are extreme racists driving that policy within the leadership of the current government. We know that the status quo is unacceptable, untenable, and unjust. So she she kind of uh, you know couched things in softer terms, saying that it, the state itself is not racist, but these policies are. Um, but truly, what she was saying and what this resolution is condemning um, was absolutely, absolutely true. She was saying something that is echoed by Human Rights Watch, uh, by um, Amnesty International, by Israel's top human rights org, Beth Salem. All of them have documented and, and basically... Uh, made very, very clear statements about how Israel is an apartheid state. And apartheid is basically a system or policy of segregation or discrimination based on race. So in Israel or in, in Palestine, there are segregated roads that Palestinians cannot walk on. There are checkpoints that Palestinians have to get, you know, they get roughed up at every time they try to go through. Um, there are constant constant like this military occupation where people are being harassed all the time the settlements are expanding constantly so under netanyahu since january there have been 12,800 new settlements established since january so this is a program of um, a settled colonial program to really displace the palestinian people and to erase them completely from this whole situation. It is it is so disgusting. Um, and just weeks ago, there was a military attack by the Israeli military against a Jenin refugee camp where they killed at least 12 Palestinians. Um, and this is something that happens somewhat regularly. So this this whole situation is it's like it's like we're being gaslit as a nation. <laughs> 
by our politicians who are so in bed with the Israeli lobby, who have received so much money um, from uh, lobbyists and who are so beholden to the Israeli establishment at this point that they they are literally passing a whole resolution that is just apartheid apologia, basically. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but I'm wondering what you folks think of all this. Um, uh, I, can I just say real quick, uh, when I when I criticize the Saudi government, when I criticize, you know, other other places that are majority Muslim, that does not mean I'm being Islamophobic. So yes. when I or anybody criticize the government of Israel, I'm not talking about the Israeli people, when when you criticize them, I don't understand why immediately right after that, you know, you're considered anti-Semitic because at no point does a two-state solution, uh, you know, uh, move out the Israeli population. At no point does it do anything except allow Palestinian children, women, parents to go to sleep at night safely. And to see that people are so scared to to stand up for this, to they, you see what's going on in front of you. You see that medical supplies were withheld, you know, uh, as an occupying state, Israel has certain obligations to the Palestinian people, like making sure they get vaccinated, something small, right? Um, the entire Israeli population was first vaccinated, followed by the Palestinian population much later. Um, and that's not, that that's by design. Um, like you said, they are made to come through checkpoints. There are roads they can't go on. There are they can't fish off of uh, off of their own land. A certain mileage, I forget how much it is currently, but um, last I had checked, it was about three miles off the coast. They can't fish further than that. How is it wrong to say that these things are wrong? How is it not racist? How is it how how is it such an okay thing to be okay with all of this and to be complicit with this. And that's the entirety of, of, of the house, um, except for those, save those nine people, I think that you mentioned, right. Um, is disappointing because I would think in the day and age where people have access to the history of if Palestine and, you know, um, the occupation and how it's grown from, you know, the forties and fifties to where it is today, uh, where you can see a timeline of what what resources the Palestinian people have access to that you know Egypt, even Egypt has cut off access time at times to the Palestinian population when it comes to medical supplies uh, because they supply the the Israelis with oil. I, I the cruelty it shouldn't be so so controversial to stand up against, and uh, it's very disappointing to hear that that this is the step that they've taken rather than acknowledge um, the these hardships that they're putting the Palestinians through. And again, I'm not saying the Israeli people because I've, I I know many Israelis, um, I'm friends with many of them, and I wouldn't say a single one of them would wish bad on another human being. This is specifically geared towards the Israeli government. And it's so important to acknowledge that like every time this is brought up in popular culture, anytime any, like there is the people throwing around that it's anti-Semitic to ever criticize the Israeli government, which is just crazy on its face for anyone to believe. Like, as you mentioned, if we criticize a government in the Middle East, that doesn't mean we're anti-Muslim, even if it is a theocratic government, you know, and it just means we're criticizing that government and the government is separate from the people, separate from the religion followed by those people. And if you were to implement a lot of the policies that that Israel uses against Palestine in America, it would be objectively racist. Like even like, 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 let's forget all the physical conflict, the violence, like obviously don't forget it, but like, just put that to the side. Let's just focus on one little thing. Like if you don't think 
that Israel that Israel is a racist apartheid state. Just think about this. They don't allow Palestinians to marry Israelis. It's not allowed. If we had a law in this country that said Native Americans aren't allowed to be married to American citizens, uh, we would all agree universally that that is racist. Everyone in Congress who just voted no, Israel isn't racist, would, well, maybe not everyone, but the vast majority of them would agree that it would be racist if we did the same exact thing here. So let's like call a spade a spade. And like, if you, you know, you, you want to support the Israel government, whatever, that's fine. But let's not like act like this is some anti-Semitic thing to bring up. I Half my family's Jewish. My dad's side is all Jewish. I was raised Irish Catholic, but like I celebrated Jewish holidays growing up. Like I have absolutely zero hatred in my heart for the Jewish people. They are my people as well. Yeah. Um, but I'm still able to criticize the government when I see them being racist and awful. And it is an apartheid state. Like it, it just, it, 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 and they win the argument by starting it at you're being anti-Semitic. And even if, you're a person out there listening to this, like my conservatives out there. Don't you hate it when like uh, someone on the left just calls you a racist for saying something that, you know, whatever. And they're like, oh, you're a racist. Your opinion doesn't matter. This is the exact same thing. And like, like, (laughs) I agree with you. Sometimes like there's just idiots out there on Twitter who will call you a racist when whatever you said wasn't racist. That is exactly what happens every time someone mentions this. Um, except it's anti- anti-Semitic, which is just absolutely untrue because, again, many people in my family agree with me on this, and they are Jewish. Like, there are many Jews who are not Zionists. You know, they, there are many right. people... This is It is not a one-to-one thing where if you're Jewish, you must support Israel. That is the opposite of the truth. And I think the responsibility of us on the left, even if this isn't an issue that you particularly care about, which you should because we give millions of dollars of our money to this apartheid state to go and bomb these poor Palestinians. But like, even if this isn't like your thing, you should at least be fighting the fight of going like, Hey dude, you know, that's not anti-Semitic that this is a genuine conversation that we need to be having. And that it's, that is a rhetorical strategy to silence any, anyone who wants to say anything in support of Palestinians. And that is part of the whole erasure the attempt to erase palestinians like no if you if if they can just completely derail your whole argument by calling you racist then they don't even have to engage with anything that you've said um and this resolution i think has a similar chilling effect it's trying to shut people up it's trying to say if you dare to speak out in support of palestinian people we are going to line up and condemn you and make you like shame you basically um, and all of the U.S., like it's going to be, you know, re- Republicans and Democrats are going to show up to condemn you for that. But, you know, there is the Israeli lobbying money. They mostly fund Democrats. They they are strategically trying to get Democrats to be cool with what, what they're doing. Um, they gave more than uh, eight or 13 million, the Israeli, uh, American Israeli Public Affairs Committee gave that, I forget if that was in, in one, I think that was in one year. Um, but over the course of Israel's existence, America has given almost $160 billion to that country. 
that is so much money, so many billions going to Israel, to their to beefing up their military every year, to making sure that they can crush the their their um, native population and also create this stronghold in the Middle East that America can kind of treat as like, you know, a branch of what of our own forces kind of. Um, so it's strategic. It's disgusting. I mean. I don't I don't even know where to where to end this, but I did want to bring up that the public opinion in the U.S. towards um, the Israel-Palestine conflict is definitely shifting. And that is really, really encouraging. Like for the first time in American history, um, there was a Gallup poll, I think, just a year ago where it more Americans said that they sympathized with Palestinians than with Israelis on this issue. And that is very, very hopeful. That makes me think that, like, we maybe can make an issue, make a difference with this issue. Um, you know, the the opposition to apartheid in South Africa, um, America was the last last country to support it, basically to continue to support that apartheid regime. Um, but it was pressure from the ground up that stopped that. That was pressure from kids in colleges and people being outraged that we were funding a regime like that, that we were yeah. that we were involved in all kinds of things over there. And so um, I have hoped that maybe the public opinion will change and that there will be some um, a, a ground groundswell of support for the Palestinian people that will make us start to question our policies in relation to Israel. Yeah, Erica, I think okay. that 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 shifting mentality is something to call out because I remember I don't know if you guys watched Rick and Morty but back in 2017 there was an episode oh no am I am I cutting out again you did for a second but you start oh, over okay. yeah. yeah I will um that that shifting mentality is something really important to point out because I remember back in 2017 Rick there was an episode of Rick and Morty um mm -hmm. for anyone unfamiliar with Rick and Morty Rick is like the most say what he thinks I don't care about the PC police. Like I will say whatever I think all the time, no matter how obnoxious and uh, annoying it is. And th there's an episode where he gets really drunk and he doesn't remember what happens and he makes a recording for everyone. And he's like, <laughs> he's like the thing that like, um, what what's the most biggest conflict in the universe, right? Or like whatever. And Morty goes up and he answers the question being Israel. And he's like, He's like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, no, Rick, when you get drunk and, and blackout, you, you tend to talk about Israel a lot, you know? And and it was like in 2017, it was so taboo to talk about Israel that even the poster child for not for talking about not PC things in popular culture was like afraid to talk about it. And like now we're at a point where congressmen um, are speaking out against it. Um, against what is happening in Israel. And yeah, they're receiving tons of blowback. But this is honestly like one of those few things in like mainstream American politics that like I give you credit if you are a politician Correct. in the political sphere. And it is brave to get up there and speak, especially if you aren't white, especially if you're like Elon Omar or you're a Muslim or you or whatever. It is dangerous, as we saw with like um uh Erica, remind me what was what was the original uh congressman's name? Um completely forgetting uh, Jai Paul. Jai Paul, yeah. Jai, like yeah. she had to walk it back because she that was the intensity. She was getting death threats, she was getting everything. And like it is a very simple statement, guys. As we just covered, they don't let Palestinians marry Israelis. It's like the definition of racism at its most basic level. And if we can't even admit that as a country, like 
just saying this and acknowledging it is a brave thing that you can do as an American citizen and especially as an American politician. And every all I believe there's nine of them that voted against this deserve a massive amount of respect. They do. Uh, you know, the first time I, I think I learned about people's nationalities was in, uh, I think we all did these projects in elementary school, maybe dating myself, but we had to make like little flags and little paper dolls of, you know, what we were. And then you had to present it. Uh, my family's originally from Pakistan. I was born and raised here. There was a girl in my class and she, you know, uh, had the Palestinian garb. She made, I guess, the Palestinian flag mm -hmm. and everything. And she did the presentation. And do you know what the teacher did once her presentation was done is correct her and let her know that Palestine is a tribe in Israel. Oh, my God. That And oh I and I God. remember there was like a lot of confusion in the room because at no point were there any of the rest of us were corrected. Right. Like we were all just like, oh, cool. You're from India. Oh, cool. You're from Somalia. You're from you're from America. Like there, there was so that was the first time. And I remember being like, why is she so upset? The erasure starts with rewriting somebody's history yeah and 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 to see like you said that that it's slightly progressed to where it is right now and telling people like hey this is the actual history take a look let's look at let's look at the human rights violations everybody outside of the united states we travel a lot everybody outside of the united states thinks that what's happening to the palestinian people is wrong if everybody thinks that you're doing something wrong you probably need to take a step back and see what it is that you're doing and my only my only fear is at the rate that we are funneling money to Israel versus how how much coverage Palestine is getting is are we going to erase them faster yeah. than we can raise the awareness even though it's starting to gain momentum now yeah. that that is that is my concern that that you know for every time that the, the amplification that every time you know something is done to Palestine and then there's a a uh, a retaliation we hear more about the retaliation and we hear more justification for why the initial strike was done. No care for how many children were lost. No care if, you know, the pro-life party. We don't ever care, care about kids unless they're embryos. But it, it's it's concerning to me because they're, they, I, I, that is my genuine fear that help is, is, is maybe too far. Um, we've seen an entire state. There's a map, like I said, I don't know if you can showcase it from how it started with the, with the settlements and where it is now and how much land is left to the Palestinian people. Um, there's Palestinians that are being kicked out of their houses in the middle of the night in neighborhoods um, and saying that this land does not actually belong to you anymore. Where are those people gonna go? So I I fear that there is not enough time and I, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but watching this for as many years as I have, it's encouraging, like I said, to see some Americans step up, but it's it, nine is not enough. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The idea of a girl being told, no, you don't come from where you came from. Mm -hmm. You oh are just God. a member of a tribe. Like, it, I hope that our audience listening to that right now, like, had their stomach churn when they heard that, because mine certainly did. And, like, <laughs> that is the least awful thing about this conflict <laughs> like 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 that is the <laughs> like that is like yeah. relatively like fucking giving candy like compared yeah. to the children who are having their homes bulldozed over maybe while they are still inside it like mm -hmm. it is crazy what is happening and i anyone who like is like oh i don't know I, I don't know about this issue i recommend researching it on your own and actually doing the yeah. research go to amnesty international go to their website look at what's going on because 
Amnesty International is not some like biased fucking left-wing propaganda sites. Amnesty damn international. And they are calling this apartheid. And if you want to think back to apartheid in South Africa and go, where would I want my, my government to send billions of dollars of my tax money to, to the black people in South Africa fighting against apartheid or to the apartheid government that was forcing it upon them? I would be sick to my goddamn stomach if my government had sent billions of my taxpayer dollars to fund apartheid in South Africa. And that is exactly what we are doing in Israel. And what you can do right now, if you feel the same way that we do here, is when you see this sort of stuff, I there is a tendency to turtle up and not talk about it because we are afraid of the blowback. But as Sadia said, if we continue to be afraid of the blowback, eventually there will be no more Palestine to fucking protect. And we need to start being brave and talking about it. Absolutely. And and on the note of there may not be a Palestine to protect, the I think the end game, and a lot of people are calling this out, is to annex all of the West Bank mm-hmm. and make it Israel. And, you know, that is just absolutely atrocious. Um, but it's very, very, I think, likely to happen. Um, and we may not have a Palestine anymore if that does happen. So the stakes here are huge. Um, and it's very, very, very disturbing. Yeah, if you're one of our viewers who might agree with the uh, congressman who said that it's not a racist state, well, let me know in the comments exactly how it <laughs> wouldn't be racist if we didn't let um, Native Americans marry uh, white Americans. Just <laughs> let me know. Just let me like fight that fight. I'll, I'll fight yeah. with you all night. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>